Hello everyone, welcome back to the episode, or another episode of The Root of All Ashley. I am your host of the most, Ashley, and um, no funny intro, no quippy things. My mind is just not programmed today to think of something like that, so instead of yammering on, I'm going to introduce you um, one of my besties with the testes, uh, Adrian. Testes, plural, so you got that right. I do appreciate that. Hello, everyone. Good evening, and welcome back to the show. Welcome to have you back, Ashley. How have you been? Okay, now going back to testes, I really almost said testy because, like, in that split five seconds of thought, I was thinking, I can say testy, and then you're going to make a comment about it, and I'm like, but I wouldn't know because I've never seen them. What if they're just, like, one, if they've morphed into one gigantic ball? I mean, it would be interesting yet scary for my doctor and scary for me too, because I mean, I've always had two, and not to get into too graphic detail about it, sorry mom, and it just is mainly two, I was born with two. I mean, we can't do, you know, two, two balls in one socket or anything, that would be kind of disturbing. And like I said before, is it like geese, you know, like the plural of goose, geese, like, you know, like mooses or meeses? No, no, it's only a single plural of moose, but yeah. I don't understand. I mean, I'm sure if I look it up, there's some scientific way and reasoning as to why the, the the testes are two. But you would think of an evolutionary thing, they would just be morphed into its one singular ball. But I think, I guess it works out should you like get cancer there or whatever, kind of like with kidneys, you have one to spare. But at the same time, like, I wonder what in an evolution allowed it to where they're just still two separate ones. And, you know, it's just, I, I don't know. It's like shaped like a doorknob, but you, when you touch it, it's like, you know, two golf balls in there. Well, I mean, you really can't combine it like, you know, like Goku or Dragon Ball Z or anything. And it's not like an atom. I mean, you really can't split them or just bring them all together into one. Which, of course, leads to my next question. I yeah. mean, is it is it the same thing for ladies' breasts? Can you smush them together just have one big one? Or is that kind of taboo for most women? Because I'm just kind of curious about that, too. Well, then, like, if it could be... I don't know how that would work. I mean, if, like... Like, I'm trying to, like, squeeze both of my boobs right now. And in a way, I guess it would could, it could work. But it would just be one boob and it just stretches across your chest. Because whatever them combined, it'll ch take that form. I think, like... Honestly, that would probably be so much easier on so many levels because with a bra like there could be one side that's just like hanging a little bit lower than the other you have to fix the strap and it's just so much work when you have two separate ones and then on top of that if you're laying on your back and they just go sideways so that's not sexy and so when you watch movies and things and the woman's breasts are completely there it's either there's tape it's a push-up bra that they're still wearing because if they're not topless or if they're they are topless they're fake they is fake titties so it's just like they just flatten out or they go to the side and they're just all just there so if they, all, if they could honestly be morphed into just one giant boob and it takes up the, the span of your chest like for me like I'm, my, I already have back pain because of these but all I can think is like man it would be so much easier to manage I, I would think so I don't speak for other women and people with the same parts as I do but like for me i would be like hey actually this is an option for you do you want to try i'm like sure now see they would have to come to ask me too and i would go hmm one ball instead of two i mean it'd be easier working out wise running doing all sorts of strenuous exercise bending and stuff of that nature and if i had one i really didn't have to worry about it too much which of course you know which leads into the you know the ball cancer or being kicked in the ball singular and maybe how would that work for producing children or ejaculate. Oh, no, I don't think about that. But I mean, it would be kind of easier. I mean, that could be the next step in the evolution. And you could be right. I mean, we could be onto something here. And see, it's not a sexual thing. It's more or less like an evolution type thing and a much more of a streamline kind of thing. Because it's easier just to have one instead of two. I mean, that's just my simple thought on it. And I really do appreciate you bringing that up and, you know, putting that little nugget of information out there. So, this is another question I have for you. Is so like obviously how they're hanging their position and stuff like is there ever a time that you've actually accidentally sat on your own balls thank heavens no i have not and i don't know if that's oh, a good no, thing I or a bad imagine because they just hang there and then you go to sit down and sometimes you sit down a little too quick too fast and it just like it's you know uh the deviled eggs be smushed 
Well, see, I'm very careful, and I can't speak for most men, but we're very careful with what we have. I mean, the whole twig and berries things, it really hurts. Think of the most sensitive part of your body being slammed up against something or nailed or something of the sort. You want to, you want to be protected. This is why, you know, women wear... Women, go on. Yeah, well, just why women wear bras and, you know, guys wear comfortable underwear to protect what they got. Now, my claim to fame is I've never been punted in the testicles before, so that's my claim to fame, but... I take very good care of them because it's maintenance, folks, and you have to be careful, you know. You don't smush one or sit on one or stab one or anything of the sort. So, once again, we correlate that, you know, to women's upper body because they have to be careful, too, so they don't smush, stab, hurt, puncture, anything of the sort. Mm-hmm. Now, since we're already on this bandwagon here, is there anything about women, whether it's biology, what hygiene, or anything... Is there anything that you've ever been curious about, but you're just not sure, like, because this is your time to ask? Well, since now we're on this train and cannot hop off the train, thank you, Conductor Ashley. Um, being, being 46, I think I, know, I think I know what I need to know. And I asked this question in my teenage years in high school. I always wanted to know if breasts were muscle or was it fatty tissue? And actually, my lady friends, three of them looked at me weird like I have flaming turds out of my nose and actually pondered that question. We actually had a sit-down powwow about this for a half hour. And they were genuinely intrigued that I asked that question. So, yeah, well, no, it's actually a combination of both. Uh, because there's tissue, there's fat, yeah, there's actual muscle in there. For the most part, most women can't control the muscles. Some can, just like with guys with their pecs. Sometimes, like, if your actual, like, chest area... Like, I'm sure you pro maybe you could move something, but guys that end up working out, work out their chest, they can move their pecs and stuff. So it's the same thing for women uh, that I've noticed in um, having conversations with other women. It's, you know, if you're working out your chest, you'll, you're building your chest muscles. So whereas your boobs, for the most part, are still tissue and fatty, but you have your chest, chest muscles themselves, so you can still move it. But inside the boob itself, it's really not muscle if that makes sense so think of it this way like we have the same chest muscles as a guy would but we have tissue and fat that's you know going out of our chest so we so if we work out our chest we can move the muscles where it looks like we're moving our boobs and it's really not moving our boobs but the chest itself and that was really funny a friend of mine can actually do that so i find that entertaining itself which of course you know posed that question years ago so now that i know that you know, the question about a male's uh, genitalia, male's testicles. No, it's just, it's just sacs that hold, you know, very, very uh, sensitive things. So it's not really a muscle. It's more or less like a fatty deposit that, so oddly enough, cannot be worked on, cannot be exercised like all the other parts of the body. Yeah, and so, yeah, they're, they're kind of weird in their own way. They're just kind of hanging around, do, doing nothing. And... You know, people are attracted to that, and for me, like, mine are just, you know, on the bigger side, I'm part of the big titty committee, and man, does it come with back pains, and I have to get very secure bras or sports bras when I work out and I go to the gym, or else they're just flopping up and down, and it sucks, so think of it this way, when you're on a ride and you go up and drop, like, really fast, so when you have titties, especially larger ones, it hurts when that happens. Or, so you'll notice some women, they're holding onto their chest when they're on roller coasters or rides like that because they know what's coming and it just does, it does not feel right. Well, trust me, you have no idea about how it is being a guy and what we have to wear to be secure. And of course, I'm not going to get into logistics of how well hung I am or anything of the sort, but it's very difficult because picking out boxers, picking out boxer briefs and underwear is definitely a chore because you have to find the right size, you have to find the right comfort and fit because one wrong move, one wrong jog, one wrong jump, even being on a roller coaster, you know, because you're sitting there and you're constantly being moved around and slammed around. So you have to be careful that Big Jim and the twins are okay because, yeah, it's definitely, a, definitely an inter interesting thing. Mm-hmm. So now, yeah, actually, so actually, I'm going to interrupt. So let me fire it back mm -hmm. to you. Any questions you have about men while we're on this train? Obviously, going off the railroad tracks here very briefly. Not, not really, because any type of, because you know me, I, I'm not very reserved. When something goes to my mind, I pretty much say it. So 
um, with my husband, I don't think we'll be married for eight years uh, at the end of this month. Holy crap, I can't, oh shit, I can't come up with an anniversary gift. Um, that's a, that's a problem for future Ashley. Anyway, um, anytime I have like curiosity questions such as that, I just ask my husband, I'm like, hey, does this actually work? Hey, do you do this? And for the most part, he answers, and sometimes he'll wonder, why, why did I even come to your brand? I'm like, listen, I don't know. It just, it just happens. I'll just be sitting there watching a Disney movie, and my brain will be like, why does the penis look like that? So, Yeah. <laughs> Well, like I said, I've answered all these questions uh, throughout my life with, with my partner at the time. So being 46 years old, I've heard everything. I've answered everything. So this is the educational part of the Root of All Ashley, and you're very welcome, folks. Uh, education, that was it. <laughs> well, I mean, at least we educated people out there. Now, I mean, you know, so they cannot say the Root of All Ashley is just a potpourri of just meaningless dribble we actually educate and we inform and the you know the plural for testicles is testicles so moving on wait wait not moving on just yet now i have another question have you ever tried have you ever stood of our miller uh mirror and done the helicopter i can honestly say i have not now wow oddly enough like the first thing i would be doing if i grew up penis i would be doing the helicopter i'd be doing the flip-flopping up and down I'll be doing the swinging. Like, how do you not just like get bored and just start doing that? Because I, I speak with other women, like I get bored and I'll just start messing with my own tits because like they're there, they're squishy. Like, you know, start messing with them. Like, so how are you a dude? And like, that's, I don't know. I think it's just me being a woman because I don't have that body part. But yeah, immediately it's like, bam, you have a penis now. I'm like, sweet. <laughs> well, pretty much for me, like I said, I've done all I can do with it without getting into graphic detail. But no, I've, I've had it for so many years, it's just a, a second part of me. Just like, you know, just like those unaware guys go up to women and go, oh my God, those are so big and blah, 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 blah. And the women will go, I've had them for years. I'm used to them, please stop. Kind of thing like that. You know, if the roles were reversed, of course I wouldn't leave the house because I'd be too busy exploring every single angle known to mankind. But considering I've had what I've had for so many years, it's just there like my toes or like my you know phalanges or anything is just there you know? mm -hmm. so i really don't think too much about it now ask me in my teenage years that's a whole nother story you know we were constantly bonding i'll leave it at that uh yes yeah <laughs> but all i can say is like wow you never play with it but you'll just abuse it that's what it's there for i guess it takes on daily frustrations you know in my teenage years and my adult years but now, now we've come to peace and with each other. Occasionally we have a conversation, but nowadays it's just, we just sit down and reminisce about the old times and, you know, hey, hey, remember that hooer, you know, we had back in the day? Yes, that too. And fun times, fun times. One, one for old time's sake? Absolutely. But yes, yeah, so just regular appendage, just like, you know, you're just like, you know, you and your top shelf. You're just kind of used to it because it's just there. It's just a curiosity from the opposite sex that knows nothing about it or just freaks out over the visual part of it, it's a whole nother story. So now, now that I've said that, um, I feel like I've gotten curiosity type of questions out of the way. Now I am gonna jump train here and think, say something else or ask you something else rather. Um, no, it's kind of like things that are mainstream. Is there anything that's going on currently or has constantly been a thing that you feel like wow, I just don't get this, or I have zero desire to ever do that trend or watch this or listen to that. Other than a helicopter penis? Um, yes, matter of fact, yes. I touched on it before. I don't get this whole cancel culture thing. I really don't. Because, you know, people, in my humble opinion, just this, this, this pussification of this generation right now, you can say anything you want to, and then people get offended and they get mad at you and they take things out of context and they can bring up something that you said or did 10 years ago and they can get mad at you and they can cancel you over it and it doesn't really make any sense to me because if we were held accountable for things we said 10 15 years ago we would all be screwed so that's something that still kind of gets me of course you know me you know being an old man and screaming at clouds that's something i don't understand 
Well, so besides that, because you and I actually had an episode like a while back where we were talking about cancel culture. So I'm thinking about something more specific, you know, that you want to talk about where, like for me, for example, because I'm on the social medias, I, I do TikTok and I'm on Instagram and stuff. So, and I see when something new comes out, people blow it up just immediately. Uh, for instance, for me, I, I'm probably, I would probably get hate for this, but Breaking Bad, The Walking Dead, I've just, I could not get into them. I probably tried watching the first couple episodes and it just wasn't for me. And the whole other reason is people just make such a huge deal out of it. And at the end of the day, it's like, it's like, by all means, I have my obsessions. I love Star Wars. You know, I, I love specific movies and books, but man, I'm not screaming into the high heavens and making it my entire life. I mean, I did when I was a teenager, but that's what teenagers do. And you have full-grown adults, but again, by all means, you have what you enjoy, and that's great, but man, I just, it sucks that every other video or picture I'm looking at, it's about, like, or currently, House of Dragons, the new Game of Thrones thing. Um, I feel like I don't even need to watch new movies and shows because of TikTok, because when these things come out, things are mainstream. The most important scenes and things that happen during these shows and movies gets put on TikTok, and I'm like, cool, I've gotten the gist of the movie. I don't need to actually waste my time and watch it now. Okay. Because I don't want to anyway. Okay, well here, since you mentioned that and you are correct, Stranger Things, absolutely Stranger Things. Everybody and their grandmother was talking about it when it first came out. And I'm one of those people, just like, just like a good chunk of us, that you will wait until the hype dies down and you'll watch it and you'll give it a shot on your own. And when, if, when the series first came out, me and my partner at the time, she just ranted about it constantly and how much of a throwback to the eighties it was and how things are this and the upside down world. And, and I'm like, okay, I'll give it a shot once it slow down. But of course, as you know, humongous fads like that, like game of Thrones, like you said, you know, they will just constantly hammer it home. You'll see commercials about it left and right. You'll see, you'll see toys, lunch boxes, everything talking about the character 11 off of stranger things. And, it was just hammered in my skull so much when when the hype finally died down months later, I finally sat down, I watched it, I enjoyed it, and that was it. I didn't rant about it, I didn't talk about it like everyone else, you know, social media hyped it up, and I let it go. It was decent for what it was, and on to the next thing. So now we have the final season of Stranger Things. I didn't even bother watching it. I haven't watched it yet, really have no desire to watch it just yet, because once again, the hype train's behind it. Social media is talking about it. And, you know, they just kind of burned it to the ground. They just shoved it in your face so much, you get irritated and you don't want to watch it. Not because of not because of the story itself, because of all the hype around it and everyone just shoving it down your throat. So I definitely understand what you're saying about that. Oh, with Stranger Things, I actually do like that show, but I haven't watched the most recent season because of how hyped up it got where when it first came out, before it actually started getting blown up, I did watch it because it was, um, my brother was visiting or something, and we just started watching it just on a whim because it was like, oh, something like new to Netflix or whatever. And whatever else, how it was being uh, advertised at the time. So we just started watching it. This is granted like right, right when, before it started getting blown up. I liked it, I got into it. The second season was pretty much my favorite so far. And the most recent, like, season three, and or, I just know I've only watched season one, too. Anything that's come after that, I just haven't watched because of how massively it's been blown up. Eventually, I probably will watch them, but it's now at the point I'm thinking, I'm going to wait till they finish the series, which I would think it might be the last, season five they're saying is the last one. So I'm at the point that it's, I'm going to just wait till it's finished, and then I'll probably rewatch it and watch it all over. But something, I'm kind of glad it didn't really blow up because I did enjoy it. It's called The ha the Haunting of Hill House, and that was actually a pretty good series. I actually watched some of that. It was very entertaining for what it was. I didn't watch the whole series, but I watched enough about it to understand the point. I'm one of those schmoes that will start a series and then get distracted by a squirrel, and I forget all about it. So I have to go back and I have to pay attention to that and probably watch it all over again, so... So the first season, The Haunting of Hill House, is really good. I love that it did not depend on jump scares or anything. It really just kind of left you on the edge of your seat. 
And I remember I was actually watching this show right when my brother and, and um, he was coming to visit. And they were right in there in the driveway, and I was down to like the last five minutes of an episode, and I'm like, why? Why can't you just like sit out there for six more minutes? <laughs> and I go out there, I pause, I go out there to greet them really quick. I was like, all right, shut up for five minutes. And I go back and finish it. And I, so the first season is really, really good. The second season, it's, it's considered the haunting of a Bly Manor. And you'll notice a lot of the same actors, which I don't have a problem with. They, you know, reuse your same actors to do different roles because now it's a different setting, which it's cool. But I just did not like it. It's, it wasn't the same for me and then you have this little girl that's a character and she was just fucking annoying so the second season i did watch all of it but it just didn't have that same build up like the first season did so i that's why i so the first season i had no no the second season my husband watched with me and i kind of and he was like oh wow so this is the show that you really i'm like no the first season's so good but I just haven't gotten around to showing him. And that's a whole other thing is when other shows get blown up, they seem really cool. There's things that aren't blown up that I want to watch, but then they get canceled. Or I've watched the first season and I'm waiting for season two. And it's like, oh, you'll get season two in five years. I'm like, awesome. I'm not going to remember anything when this comes out. No, of course not. And also there is a show called Lock and Key. Have you heard about that one yet? I've heard of it. Uh, actually, my trainer, when I first started at my company, he showed us a YouTube uh, trailer for it because he was, and it looks interesting, but it's just on my list. I, I just haven't seen it. Well, it's, it's really good. Um, basically, uh, this family inherits a house and come to find out it's a magical house, naturally. And there's each key that unlocks certain things, whether it be in the house, whether it be in a person's mind, fantasy, everything it's a really good series mm -hmm. and i watched season one but of course life gets in the way and i haven't had the opportunity to go back and just continue following and i guess whether it be my age whether it be my job status but i just don't have time anymore to really sit down and really get into series i mean i just started dexter season one right now and i know that series is over and it's really popular and there's so much to talk about it but i just started watching dexter mm-hmm you know, so so I, I watched Dexter years ago, and it's an alright show, um, but now a show like that, mine, I just can't deal with it because the constant suspense, it's just, it's so, it's hard for me to deal with it. I, that's where I start fast forwarding because I just, or pausing or putting on headphones to get through parts or have as background noise while I'm watching something on my phone because I can't deal with very suspenseful moments like, oh my gosh, this is the time they're going to get caught. or. Uh, is this person probably gonna die? And I, so I'll get super caught up to the show where it, it triggers my anxiety, and I don't know why it does that, but it does it to where I can't find it enjoyable. And I hate that. That's another thing that delays me from watching and reading things that I do actually want to. And my anxiety is like, no, you, you can't handle this. So, you know, so if you didn't have the anxiety, I mean, do you think that you can actually do more? I mean, I mean, other than watch, you know, suspenseful TV series. I mean, do you think your anxiety stands in your way, you know, from, from quote unquote the obligatory life of Ashley? Oh, for sure, because I can remember how adventurous I used to be. Um, so many things, that, new things, I would constantly try and do, and my anxiety just kind of, you know, took over. Uh, I don't know when exactly I switched over. It's only in this last less than a year that I finally realized, wow, this is anxiety and this is what I'm dealing with. So I'm still learning it myself. Uh, I couldn't tell you how long. I've, I've thinking about it. I know I've had it all my life, but it's only gotten this severe over the last couple of years. And so, but I know if I didn't have to deal with this anxiety, there's would be so much things I would be doing. I would be watching more things. I'd be reading new stuff. I would be trying more things to where now it's more of, I've fallen into, I don't want to say a routine, but it's harder for me to do something different than normal. Hmm. Now, I guess this is going to sound really weird, but I'm a little bit envious of you because you have this ability, you know, to, you know, to, to feel and feel this pressure and the anxiety because I've never had this before. I've never had anxiety. 
I've never had nervousness. I've never had anything of the sort. I mean, I've been called a robot many a times because <clears throat> the way I can detach myself emotionally from certain situations. So I don't understand anxiety. I really don't. And when people say that they have it, I try to figure out what happens to them. You know, do they emotionally lock up? Do they emotionally retreat into themselves? Or do they try to get away from that particular situation? I'm not, uh, I was never too sure how anxiety works. I'm not too sure the, the cure for it or if there's a cure for it. So for anxiety, everyone deals with it differently. People have it just mildly, like the average person could, or some people have it very severe. There's people that have it worse than me. Uh, so everyone experiences it differently. People deal with it differently. And so for me, it all depends on what's going on to how my anxiety sparks. For, for the most part, it just feels like it's hard to breathe. Um, and then your mind is constantly like switching thoughts. Like it's just a rapid fire of different things. And then there's self-doubts where there's like a voice in your head like you, you can't do this. Oh, that person looked at you the wrong way. They probably hit you. You did something to them. Uh, when you said good morning, like you probably didn't say it like how you usually do. So they probably think that you're mad at them. Where I'm on anxiety medication, I try to deal with it in more ways than I can, and I try different things, and not a lot really works for me. So I've learned that when I don't want to do something, I'm not going to do it, and I don't let people. I don't like it when someone's like, "Oh, well, like trying to push me." I understand that you want me to give a try, but when I say for like the second or third time, "Hey, I am not doing this," then leave me alone. And that's why having conversations with people can be difficult for me and just everyday life that there's a lot of things that are very difficult for me to have to do and I still have to push through them because some things are necessities whereas conversations like calling my mom, or my grandmother or chatting up with someone that I actually like a friend I haven't seen in a long time that I would actually like to talk to them but my anxiety is like no because you, you don't know what to talk about and then you're going to want to start talking to them. And then you're going to be like five minutes into a conversation and you're going to instantly regret it. And then you're going to be an asshole for, you know, not wanting to do it, which is what I explained to you before we start recording, how I was going to message Sarah Friday night saying, hey, it's a three day weekend. You know, let's do something. Let's, you know, let's, let's, you know, have like a movie marathon or go meet. There's so many thoughts in my head. Like, I want to hang out with Sarah. I want to do something with Sarah. And my brain was just like, yes, let's do everything. And, but I also, at the same time, I know myself where it's like, right now at 10, 11 o'clock at night, I really want to do all this stuff. But I know tomorrow I might be home, I'll be sleeping all day. And Sarah's like, hey, I'm ready to go. And I'm not going to want to do it. And I will be the asshole. Or I will go and I just may, might not enjoy myself as much. And that makes me feel bad on top of that with no effect of it being Sarah's fault or any friend's fault, but that's just how my brain will work sometimes. And I try to push through it, but that's like an example is my brain's just like, go, go, go. And then the next day it's like, I regret my decisions. I guess the only thing I can correlate that to is, hmm, is mainly my stammer and my stutter. Now, of course we've been friends for years. So, you know, sometimes my speech gets tripped up and I trip over my words. And I guess I can relate to that is because you want to do something really, really bad, you know, but your body won't allow you to do it for whatever reason. 
So that's just like me trying to get a sentence out when I'm excited to talk about something and I trip over my words and I cannot say certain things or speak certain sentences and it gets really frustrating because you know in your heart of hearts, for example, you want to do something, but there's something inside you that won't allow you to do it. Mine is the same way when it comes to speech, when it comes to talking to people and my brain says something that my mouth can't catch up with. So I stammer and I stutter. It gets really frustrating, especially when it comes to meeting someone new or talking to a customer and I find myself tripping over one word and I can't get it out. And I get that really weird look, I guess. The same look or thought you probably get when somebody wants you to do something, wants you to enjoy something and you don't want to do it because you're in, your anxiety gets in the way. Am I on point or am I a little bit off in saying that? For the most part, yes, because I also have a stuttering and speech impediment problem as well where because my mouth is moving too fast for my brain or no, I'm sorry, my brain is moving too fast for my mouth. And so that's part of what I deal with. It happens all the time, especially at work. And I chalk it up with people that, you know, oh, I don't have caffeine in me or I have too much caffeine in me or, oh, it's in a day. Can't you tell I'm ready? I always chalk it up to something silly and you know they get a little laugh but it happens to me a lot where i will go to say a word and something that is not a word whatsoever comes out instead um but so that part i have your like you and i can understand with but with anxiety again it's just for me it's just so hard to describe how it is more as it's like rapid motion depending on the situation it's like rapid fire rapid fire to you feel like you're being closed off and the air is just slowly leaving the room and the room is shrinking at the same time uh, to where you're going to just explode because you can't deal with it. Um, and all you want to do is just lay down in, in, in like a quiet room and not talk or deal with anything because your mind and your body just does can't handle anything. And I wish I knew... I wish I knew how that felt like because I'm just interesting because I guess my view on um, I, I, I don't want to say disability because it's not a disability. Um, I just I just want to see how what people go through. And once again, I guess it's either my age or my generational type. I'm surprisingly I haven't gone through any of that stuff. I know I have a general disdain for people and not wanting to be around people in crowds because it makes me feel some sort of type of way because I'd rather be by myself than be in a group of large people. And I guess I've seen people go through anxiety. I've seen people go through panic attacks and it's the most interesting thing I've ever seen. And I've always wondered why I never went through that. I guess it's because of my demeanor, I guess because of how calm I am. And always wonder, can something like that be quote unquote fixed? Not necessarily managed, but I mean, I think as you'll get older, I think you'll probably not necessarily get over it because I hate that phrase, but I think that you will learn how to manage it better, you know, the, the older you get. Yeah, it's, I, I would certainly hope so because my doctor and I have been definitely trying to figure it out. She's trying to get me to go into therapy and I'm like, no, thank you. I mean, having to open myself up to a complete stranger. I barely do that to people I know. <laughs> and so that's like something where a couple of my friends that do therapy are like, Ashley, you should really go. I'm like, nope, we're not going to do that. I am perfectly fine with keeping everything bottled up and buried deep, 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 very, very deep. <laughs> and I let it out maybe once, twice a month. And that's only when I'm alone. And I don't go further than that. And so this work goes into where people process things differently. Whereas you, uh, I would, you would never, you should never feel what the anxiety is because it's horrible. And I hate that to deal with it because again, it, I feel like I lose out on a lot of opportunities and I waste so much time because of my anxiety. Cause I was like this weekend, I spent two days of doing absolutely nothing productive. And now today, I try to scramble everything into one go, and here I am having to go to bed within an hour. For work tomorrow, and I feel like, wow, I wasted my weekend because I couldn't handle doing anything. Um, and then, so my husband's like you in that way. He doesn't have anxiety issues. He doesn't feel that feeling that I do. He, I mean, he gets irritated people. He doesn't want to deal with crowds or go somewhere busy just because he doesn't want to deal with it. And not in like an anxiety way. He just thinks, wow, that's just very annoying. 
prefer no. And for me, it's like, I am in that setting and I will feel like I start, I'm going to start suffocating and I will have to find a quiet space. And I know I won't be able to find one, which will be far more difficult. Now keep that in mind with anxiety medication that keeps a lot of those feelings under control for the most part, where I can go into something like Sam's Club or Costco and not feel that way. And so that for that part, it's good, but I still have anxiety issues where it's it's kind of gotten worse again and we upped my dosage and waiting for that dosage to kind of take effect um, where I'll still start feeling it. But everyone just feels things differently. People either believe in mental illness, people don't. I was one of those people, not in a way of shaming people, but I just couldn't process like, wow, so you're depressed, so you have anxiety. Like, just get up and do it, or uh, you're using, you're probably using this as an excuse. And I used to be one of those people that thought that way, because I grew up in a household where you don't deal with your feelings, we don't process that stuff because it's stupid and it's not worth it. Or if you cry, I'll give you a reason to cry about, or go to your room, because nobody wants to listen to it, deal with it, whatever. So it, that's, it's my train of thought of how I was raised that way that I really didn't realize that I had anxiety issues until Jeffrey brought it up to me. And the way Jeffrey brought it up to me is because he's constantly, not constantly, but he's always recommending a TV show or a movie he knows I would like. And he's not wrong, but I always say, yeah, I'll do that to my list. And I don't watch things. And, you know, we've always played off as a joke. I don't remember if he's told me or if he started the conversation if I did, but it pretty much came to hey, I'm not doing it to be an ass. I really do wish I could watch these things, but it's hard for me. And that's how I explained it to him. It's hard for me to try new things where I used to read a new book, like two to three books of a week. I loved reading and it's hard for me to read now. And I was reading again a few weeks ago or a month ago and I can't pick up a book again. And I hate it because I started liking the series. And I want to get back to it before I forget about it and I have to start over. Um, but pretty much explaining my symptoms and why I can't deal with watching and reading new things to Jeffrey. And Jeffrey, I didn't know he was doing this, but like probably about 20 minutes later, he's messaged me back and he's like, and he shows me like a screenshot or something. He's like, I feel like you have anxiety and you know, stuff like this happens, especially commonly when people go through a, a very traumatic event, like a loss of a loved one, like how I lost my dad. And so he kind of brought that to my attention. I'm like, because I never considered that I would, that that's what I was dealing with. And even when he told that to me, I still wasn't like, oh, well, I need to go see a doctor about this or tell someone I have anxiety because my mind was thinking, I'll go to a doctor and tell them I have anxiety and they're going to tell me I'm stupid and that I don't know what I'm talking about and I'm fine. Because that's what I grew up being told is, hey, I'm fine. Don't just, just, you know. Don't think about it, just do it. So it only, it really took me until the end of last year or beginning of this year before I finally got put on anxiety medication. Oh, I mean, it's the same thing. Um, not necessarily the same thing. It's just that once again, I'll go back to my generation. We had no such thing as depression. We had no such thing as anxiety. You know, we had the, oh, you're sad, get over it. Okay, you're not feeling well, get over it. Okay, you're bleeding. Okay, go to the hospital. Other than that, you know, if there's something wrong with you, you'll get over it because it's all in your mind. So as time goes on and years go by, they do have ADHD and um, depression and anxiety and things of that nature. Because once again, back then, if it wasn't a name for it, it wasn't invented, it wasn't important. So that's one of the main things I don't understand about anxiety because I never experienced it. And it wasn't something that was prevalent back then. So... Trust me, I wouldn't even dare try to come up with solutions or ask any more questions pertaining to it because I don't understand it. You know, it's just that for me personally, I share the same sentiment. If I don't want to do something, I'm not going to do it. If I don't want to be around people, I don't want to be around people because now I'm just more comfortable in my own skin to where I don't need to put myself in situations where I'm going to have those feelings. So, you know, that's something I need to really look into, you know, you know, what, what, what kind of, uh, you know, what makes someone have anxiety, whether it be something traumatic, unfortunately, like your father, or just something, you know, to happen like a loss of a relationship or a loss of a job or 
a car accident, something like that, something that triggers something of that effect. Mm-hmm. So that's... Yeah, it, it, isn't it fun? I'm sorry, what was that? I said, isn't it fun dealing with all these things? Oh, absolutely. You know, it's just, it's just an odd thing because now I'm that, I'm that man that screams at clouds now. Um, you know, the person that doesn't understand technology or doesn't understand a certain culture or doesn't understand new diagnoses of things and I have to look around and pick up a book, go online and read about it because, you know, the people I do care about have these certain things now. So I have to understand them and not brush it off as, oh, you'll get over it. Oh, it's something temporary because it's an actual thing now. So at first I wondered if I had these certain things and some, some of them I did, some of them I didn't. But I guess now I'm just a weird kind of dude because I don't experience much because I'm this cold, callous man living in this castle away from people and just, you know, yelling at kids to get off his lawn. Dad, it's, it's me, your, your offspring. I'm just sitting in the living room because I live here. Get off the room. I don't know you. Where's my purse? I'm like, exactly, you crazy kids and your fancy iPods. You know, my son looks at me weird, so it's my life now. It's what I do. You know, being an alone guy how forever. Often, how often do you have those, like, old person moments with your son where he's showing you something or he says a new word and you're like, I'm sorry, what? What, what, what do you, why would you say, what does that even mean? I catch myself doing that a lot and then I make a joke. Yes, that I'm that old, out of touch. You know, I'm that old, out of touch parent now, that I gave my mom a hard time with because we would say certain lingos around her, and she would look at me weird and go, "What's that?" Now I'm that parent now. That I don't know what the newfound language is and stuff like that. So I have these conversations on my podcast now that I'm that old man and I share these weird war stories. So for me, I'm pretty much getting to your same boat. So, because I'm on TikTok for the most part, I can start understanding or knowing the meaning of certain words and phrases and terms. Even though I don't fully get it, I'm like, well, that's stupid, but... And I'm like, oh, shit, I'm being old. I remember my first kind of moment with that. It was, I don't know, a couple years ago or something, my niece. Uh, we were watching her doing something, but I just remember her saying, oh, that slaps. And I was like, what? She's <laughs> like, that slaps. It's like... Why does that slap? Why, why are you saying that slap? She's like, that means it's cool. And she gave me the look. I was like, oh, fuck. It's happening. <laughs> it started. And I'm only, only 29 in a couple months, but I'm like, damn. Like, it, the Gen Z is progressing pretty quickly. And it's just people that were small children 10 years ago when I was just 18 years old. And I was like the young, stupid one. And 10 years later, I'm like... What are you saying? <laughs> I don't understand you. Um, no, um, trust me. My, I was talking to my son about something, and he looks at me. He goes, "Dad, that's cap." And I just pause. Oh my god! And I'm like, "Cap bullshit." I'm like, um, "I'm not wearing a cap, son." And then he gave me the same look I gave him. He goes, "No, Dad, uh, cap is lie." I'm like, "Oh, so then you just say lie?" Because no, 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 we say cap. I'm like, "Well, if, if it means lie, then just say lie." And then I caught myself. And I'm, you are not. Yeah, then I caught myself. I'm like, yep, I'm that parent now. It happened. So I'm like, okay, I'll just say lie and you can say cap. And I'm not even going to attempt to try to say those words because I will embarrass you. So it's okay now. I, like for me, the whole cap, no cap thing, I can't bring myself to say that. There's a lot of newer terms that, you know, people are saying and because of TikTok, like I say, Oh, that's spicy. So at work where we have, you know, Karens or old people that are just fucking assholes, we call them spicy people. Um, if someone's got out here, they're spicy. If it's hot, oh man, it's spicy outside. Just sounds spicy. Just And I'm like, I like that term. I like it saying, oh man, not spicy. Um, or referring to like my husband or other people that look like him. I'm like, mm, I'm into my sprout, spicy brown men. It's... <laughs> But then there's things like cap, no cap, and I'm just like, what? What are you saying? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't even bother. I don't even bother trying to, to even say it because I will sound like an idiot, and it's okay. You know, I, I, I am proud to be that aloof father that knows nothing, and I'll just sit back and I'll go, where's your mother? And that's all I'll do. It's okay. I'm comfortable in my own skin with that now. 
I was probably 23, 24. Young, early 20s. And again, I'm still in my 20s, just late 20s now. My nephew, he was probably maybe 15, 16 at the time. And we're in the car with my sister-in-law, and of course she's older than me, but we're just talking. And Insta or Snapchat comes into the conversation. I've been using Snapchat for years at this point, like since it started popping up when I was like 21, 22. And he was explaining to us, he's like, yeah, Snapchat where you can have filters and you take pictures. He was like old explaining it to us. And I'm like looking, I was like, dude, I will slap the shit out of you. I know what fucking Snapchat is because I use it. I've been using it since I started. I was like, who the fuck? I'm like, we're not even older from each other. I'm only like seven, eight years older than you. <laughs> hey, I'm proud of myself for knowing how to hit record for a podcast this far. Everything else, I am pretty much a mechanically stupid. Um, there are so many different programs I can to make this podcast better, to upgrade it and everything of the sort. But I read all these programs that are free that I can use to make this show better. But it's so confusing. I don't even bother. And speaking of Snapchat and TikTok, I have Snapchat. Don't know how to use it, but I keep it. I have TikTok. I've used it um, for the show and for the animation. And uh, I never knew what... Um, FYP was for the longest time until I had to ask somebody and that's for your page for TikTok and I liked one thing on TikTok and now I get the same type of video repeatedly no matter how much I try to change it so I'm thinking about turning off my TikTok whole another story yeah for you page I mean it wasn't long for me because I saw an attack that someone wrote out for your you page or something and I've had TikTok for basically the start of the pandemic, I guess that's when everyone else was using TikTok. So no, I'm, I'm sorry, it wasn't the start of the pandemic, it was probably like the December, November before it. So I guess the end of 2019, I started getting into TikTok and I wasn't getting into TikTok because it was popular. I would see the advertisements on Facebook and Instagram of the people cosplaying and, you know, lip syncing to music and I was always ignoring it. And then one day I'm like, you know what, fuck it, let me just see what this thing's about. And so I've been part of TikTok since the end of 2019, and I've seen it develop to where its creators been created to where it's basic bitches doing the basic dances. Well, I don't see that anymore because something I appreciate with TikTok is it goes on an algorithm based of what you like and save on your TikTok. And so sometimes they'll throw something new or something that you don't normally watch your way to, to try to see if it's something you're interested in. But if you're on it enough, and like I am and it's so it follows an algorithm to where it's not annoying so I don't see the stupid you know teenage girls doing uh, the latest dance and or their phone is on the window of a restaurant while they're doing out in public and it's so I don't I don't see that because it's, it seems really stupid to me and they're like very silly dances whereas you know I grew up in the 2000s the early 2000s and you know you're dancing to yinging twins and such <laughs> well, it's just not my thing to see, you know, young girls, even older women, you know, bouncing around and showing off their wares and, and uh, my mom, to coin a phrase, they're whores. And yeah, I really don't want to see that. I just, it, it doesn't, it doesn't interest me. It doesn't entertain me. And the more I'm on TikTok, the more, the more less interested I am in it, but I use it for the show for promotional purposes only, but it gets overshadowed by dancing whores. So it's wonderful. So, I wouldn't say dancing whores, like, I, I, I'm all for them having fun and stuff, I just think it's stupid for myself because I'm like, so you're just standing in front of a camera and doing dances and I'm all for, like, I love seeing the artistic type of dances, like, uh, I, I see women, like, they're strippers and they're like, here, I can show you how I learned how to work the pole or their exercise classes or it's a uh, ballet and it's things like that, but when it's just like teenagers doing these little, like, I don't need to be watching teenagers doing this uh, i'm an adult i don't need to be watching you know young girls wearing short shorts and tank tops which i'm, I'm not slut shaming whatsoever wear whatever the hell you want to wear but it's not an interest for me so i don't watch it but speaking of your mother hello Vaughn. how are you <laughs> that's a nice transition and uh no don't talk about my mother Great transition. I give you kudos well, on you that. You know, let's talk about your mother. I mean, how is she? How's she doing? Oh, she's doing tremendous. Loving the show, by the way. She loved last week's show. You should listen to, hint, hint. But yeah, 
I digress on that. I can't one. wait till she listens to my shout out because you know, Vaughn, you my girl. Uh, apparently yet, no. But you my girl. No, she's not. So. I'm going to start saying hi to your husband and flirting with him. Good Lord, woman. You can. Every other man in my life does that. My old boss has a bromance with him. My older brother has a bromance with him. One of my guys, like Brandon, like uh, he has a bromance with him. Like if you start flirting with my husband, you're just like another side piece for him, in my opinion. And here I thought I was special. Just thought I was special. So. Yeah, you would probably be side piece E or F at this point. Well, I got to find my own then. Just works out that way. Guess I'll find my own Tyrone. I mean, he's always there for me. Always there for me when I need him the most. So Imagine, is your mother single? Yes, she is. Imagine if she gets a boyfriend, his name is Tyrone. I will personally come over there and stab you. Just personal. No, no, well, actually, no, no, no. I can't make it personal. Just be a regular business kind of stabbing because you said that on my mom, so... I am going to, because like I know you've posted photos of your mom sometimes. I'm like, I can set up a profile. And like only interested in men named Tyrone. I will stab the meaty part of your body. Nothing fatal. Just stab the meaty parts. So just let you know every time you turn and you say "ouch," you think about me. This that, is that's fine. Don't you threaten me with a good time? This, you don't know what I'm about. This is how I care about my people. How I care about my people. So as we put a capper on this show, because we're getting off with that one. What else is on Ashley's plate? Oh, other than, you know, creating a new profile for your mom to, to meet at Tyrone, uh, nothing else is really going on. Um, I would say, actually, I feel like you should be announcing this more than myself. Um, but would you like to tell the people uh, what's going to be changing? I'll leave it up to you because this is your show. So I'll leave it no, up no, to no, you. No, 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 you're doing this because it was primarily your idea and you came up with the title, all that stuff. This is your announcement. Fine, fine, fine. Now, I've been doing this podcast for four years going on five. I've had ultimate changes from the Henry the Fox show to the Henry O podcast show to the Walker AC experience. And of course, they all had a particular motif, a particular thing that they, that they deal with, mainly positive affirmations, talking about good things, because I've said ad nauseum, it's easy to talk about the bad things. It's easier to talk about bad news and bad people and bad situations, but it's difficult to talk about the good things. And the more I talk about good things, the more I feel that we need to evolve the show again, to continue to evolve. That's the basis of any good podcast. And along with the Root of All Ashley, we figured that it's more or less like an amuse-bouge of everything, an appetizer for what we talk about. And most of our stuff gets taken out of context, just like everything now with social media and the way things people tweet nowadays, everything's taken out of context, no matter what they read, see, hear, blah, blah, blah. So I figure we're going to evolve. We're going to do one more episode of the Read of All Ashley, one more episode of the Walk Race Experience, and we're going to change it to the new show called Out of Context. See? See what I did there? Yes. Out of context. We a new show. It's a mixture of everything put together. We're going to have positive messages. We're going to talk about silly shit all the time and just have a good time. Because, you know, one, uh, one sure. can... Sure. Positive messages. Sure. Yes. Yes. I'll squeeze yes. some in here and there. <laughs> like, it, and I'm all for this, too. It's... So, it, I mean, it, it took me off, uh, um, took me from surprise in a good way. Because we've talked about this before um, with Sarah and Jeffrey a little because we were having them on quite frequently and I always feel uncomfortable when you tell me that this is my show because I don't like the idea because you put in a lot of the work for the show. I just show up for it and we bounce off of each other. We bring other people in and they're your topics, they're my topics, they're our own little spiels. So I don't like it when you say, hey, this is your show. I, I don't like that because I feel like it's it's you and me on this and then whoever we bring into the fold. And because again, you do put in a lot. So I feel like it's more of your show, but you just happen to give me the reins. And so when when you brought up the whole, well, we're thinking about, you know, just, you know, redoing this and we're going to start fresh and we're going to do it. We're going to name it out of context. I was immediately on board because I remember we event like a couple months ago, we were bouncing around ideas and I liked mine. I'm not going to say it because if someone takes that name and uses it as a podcast, I'm pissed. So 
Um, but you know the one that I was talking about. And that was the one I was willing to die on the hill for. But then you said out of context. I'm like, you know what? I okay. I I can I can I can jive with that. I'm okay with it. So yeah. Um, and I like that too. I like because there's some episodes we've done early on that are very personal and a little bit more touchy than I care to to go in on. And those are ones that I didn't want to share on my social media for my private friends and family. And because they were just like, I can't believe I said all that stuff. And I just don't, it was like some of our early stuff. And like, you know, where I went over my trauma and things. And actually I was going to talk to you like, hey, you can, if those episodes are still posted, can you delete that? <laughs> and it's, uh, but it's like kind of starting fresh. It's kind of doing our own new thing. And I would like for us to get like a logo for it. Like we can think of something um, and get someone to create a logo or do something. All I can think is out of context. I'm thinking of like the yellow police tape, mm-hmm. but it says out of context on it instead. Something like that kind of image. I think we can do that. I think we can come up with something like that. You know, um, as we keep on evolving, we'll come up with a new uh, logo and we'll surprise some people. So we can definitely do that. Yeah, so I'm very excited for it. So we're doing this episode, so we're doing one more, The Root of All Ashley, and then The Root of All Ashley will be retiring and disappear into the background as we evolve into Out of Context and just nothing but shenanigans. And we might bring up topics from prior episodes of The Root of All Ashley just to bring them into the new show and do that because, you know, uh, some of the topics were actually really fun. And I do would love to do another conspiracy theory episode. And listening to the show that you and Sarah did, she did, I believe I heard her confirm that she's watched it now. Yes. So I, I feel like we can do a, a conspiracy episode. And I'll wait. It will probably either be, if not the first, the second episode of Out of Context. And we'll do a conspiracy uh, theory episode again. And we'll bring Sarah back for it. Yes, and that's no problem whatsoever. And now, occasionally... And I'll keep this very rare. Occasionally, the Walker AC experience will pop up here and there. But I think I want to incorporate it into other context also. Because of all the silly stuff we talk about, I do want to add in something decent, something nice and uplifting to that. So we can't be silly all the time. And of course, well, actually, yeah, we can't be silly all the time because we don't take this stuff too personal. We don't take this too seriously. And that's not what we're all about. So I'm all for it. You're on board with it. And yeah, just... Stay tuned, as people would say, and we'll, we'll, we'll do some good stuff with it. Maybe. Positive, good stuff. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll take that under consideration. Well, just more tomfoolery and anatomy talk and social media talk and conspiracy and more uh, Tyrone talk. And yeah, just everything, a potpourri of just stuff that we do on this show. Just imagine we do like a very positive, friendly type of theme show, which I like feel like I'm going to upchuck by just by saying that alone. But imagine we do that, and then later in the show we do the pick the porn name game. <laughs> which one's the fake one? And after doing like, open your heart to enlightenment, feel of joy, embrace, embrace the light. Everything is love and peace and rainbows and sparkles. Now for our next segment, which porn name is the lie? <laughs> see, it's something for everyone. And see, they can't cancel us because we're talking about good stuff. Thinking of everything, folks. We're like we're visionary. And and of course, Ashley, like I mentioned in last week's show, um, yeah, we we are still being listened to in the UK, still being listened to in India. And uh, this month, hopefully we'll get some people all over the continent to listen to us and give us a shot. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, uh, especially as we revamp into one show and we kind of like have a rhythm and we, we're just rebranding to maybe that can grow an audience and I, I look forward to it. So I think it's going to sound good. And, you know, the OGs are still listening to us or maybe we're just background noise for them. But, you know, if you're listening, I appreciate you. Um, so hopefully we might grow a little bit more and more over time and um i look forward to being canceled absolutely bring it on cancel us if you dare you wimps but so where can (laughs) as we come to a close where can people find you ask this question every single time we do this show and i know what the answer is but you know 
for the people who are just now tuning in, welcome aboard, and I'm so sorry. So where can they find Ashley? You can find me on the social medias of Majestic Nerd Lady uh, on Instagram and uh, TikTok. I don't post videos, though. I just simply like any bullshit that comes across. But everything else is private. Uh, I don't do the Twitters. I don't, and anything else, social media is private, which is close friends and family. Um, and any other ways that you can find me, if you can find me and you're looking at me through my window right now, I really hope you're enjoying the view. It's not pretty. I have to still take a shower and I'm in not very appealing type of clothes. So enjoy it because this is what you got right now. Enjoy. Enjoy, people. Enjoy. She's using my loofah. As long as she washes it and gives it back to me, we're good. It's what friends do. And of course, oh, you can I'm always... Washing. Wash it? Uh, oh. Uh, yes, um, please, because because I need that for work tomorrow. Um, you can also... about your toothbrush. I knew something smelled weird. No pun intended. You can find us on walkerac76.podbean.com. Reach out to us under slackingmajestically01yahoo.com. And, of course, everything below, whether it be Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora. Listen to the show, subscribe, and all that fun stuff in between. This has been the root of all. Ashley, I've been Adrian, and Ashley, you know what to do. Um, man, I, you know something? I actually did not think of one. I'm trying to think of one on top of my head, because usually I have one ready to go, and I, um, trying to think here. Hold on, I'm trying to, because I'm like thinking through my head, I'm like, this one I've already done. This one I've already done. Uh, let's see. Oh, she's searching uh -huh. for there a new one. This one, I ha listen, this is last minute, so of course I had to look up online because I, I just, for some reason, I forgot about to do it. Um, okay, here we go. What do you call a zombie who doesn't joke around? What? Dead serious. <sighs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>